Before we get into this episode, I just want to offer a quick trigger warning. We will be discussing policing, and these conversations might be harmful and traumatizing to some audiences. Welcome to Miscellaneous Thoughts, the podcast where we talk about religion, politics, and all of that jazz. Happy Black History Month, everyone. I chose to start the month off talking about policing. And I want to say that there's definitely an episode coming up soon. I don't know how soon about prison abolition. So I guess I'm just trying to tackle all the various aspects of the criminal justice system one by one. I don't know if I want to make an episode on the court system. I mean, the whole thing with justice Briar retiring is kind of interesting, but like, I don't know if it's that interesting to talk about in the podcast, but nonetheless, this episode is going to be about policing and just my thoughts on it. So my thoughts, my opinions, if I use any data, if I, if I feel like I'll be referencing any data or any sources, I will list them in the show notes. Um, but for the most part, this will mainly just be my opinions, my thoughts, and all of those stuff. So I guess in response to watching the funeral service for Jason Rivera, I just had like a few thoughts about policing and I realized that like I've my views on policing have kind of shifted within these last these last few months. I was watching the funeral and I had like a lot of thoughts on policing and so I'm gonna share it with you all. So um I think I'll start off by just kind of saying where I was after the the um after the unrest that happened. Um, in response to the injustice that was seen with the case um, with George George Floyd. I was very shaken up by it. I think for a while I've been trying to parse through my thoughts on around respectability politics and the criminal justice system. And so like, I guess when I kind of saw, you know, the way he was choked and literally just murdered, I just, I was trying to kind of really understand where I was with, with everything. And around that time, um, I was in this thing called CUNY Peer Leaders. Shout out to CUNY Peer Leaders. The program is really good. If you're like in a CUNY school and you're like in college, definitely, you know, um, I would say apply for it. It's really, really fun. I met some really cool people. I think they also have like a master's program. Not a master's program. I think they also accept like graduate students depending on, depending on what you want to do. Um, if I can find the link to the program, I will definitely put it in the show notes. But for, the, for my project, I, I compiled some short stories, some written pieces. So just in response to just what I was feeling at that moment, I wrote this poem called Logical Anger. And I'm going to read it for you guys because I think it was really good. And so I think this poem really kind of encapsulated how I was feeling, just a lot of like just very uneasiness and a lot of anger and sadness at the moment. But this is kind of how it goes. Logical Anger. I am angry, was angry, will always be angry. Her death, her death made me weep in ways I didn't know was possible. I thought I had become desensitized to the killings. I had not. I felt the heaviness heaviness in my chest. And even now, as I write this, my eyes are becoming glassy. Tiny droplets of salted water threaten to leave my eyes. You know, it was always conveyed to me that if I walked the straight and narrow path, that I would be okay. If I looked apart, dressed apart, spoke apart, that I would be safe. That this place would receive me as its own. The truth is, though, this country's choice to recognize my existence will always be the consequence of a repealed clause. 
she was someone's friend, someone's niece, someone's daughter, someone's daughter, someone's lover, someone's someone. Gone in her place of refuge, in her castle, in her sanctuary. Gone like she never existed. I was angry, am angry, and will always be angry. My anger does not strategically move beyond the lines of logic. I can be logical and angry at the same time. But why do I even feel the need to be logical? Why can't I just be angry? Why can't I just be angry? So this poem was kind of really more in response to um, hearing how Breonna Taylor was killed. And I, I found myself very furious at the lack of accountability that was taken and the lack of justice that she was given in the wake of her death. Um, in the wake of her death, like I, I, I cried literally while I was writing this because, like, I just felt so, like, some very, some so very immense emotions about the way she died and how, like, her life was just taken from her, and that was it. Like, she was just gone, and like to me, it just really, I felt so heavy burdened. Like, I, I felt my body kind of just really almost dissociate like into the air like I really couldn't really feel my body just to really be present I just felt so sad and, and so much grief for the way in which she died and I think if you would have asked me how I felt about you know policing a year ago I would have very strongly been, been in favor of abolishing the police admittingly I, I feel like I've kind of wandered away from that place of really of, of saying that abolishing the police is what I think might be best and this is a tough conversation because I feel like I'm supposed to be against police and that even like in questioning whether or not the police system should be abolished, I am betraying those who have been mercilessly murdered um, at the hands of police officers. You know, I'm, I'm sorry they died. You know, I'm literally their lives were taken from them. You know, I, I just, I, I don't wish death upon anyone, especially people who just literally were targeted because of their race, because of their skin color. And just know that my intent in even just recording this podcast is not to dismiss the fact that police brutality is a thing. This, however, is a conversation that I think needs to be had. You know, I'm, right now I'm having it with myself, but I'm really just trying to kind of think through my thoughts and to just really think aloud. And so, you know, please bear with me as I attempt to really, really dissect how I'm feeling, how my emotions are really kind of just playing out in my thoughts. Um, and these thoughts might not be expressed correctly. I might, I might not use the correct language and the terms needed to have this conversation. But like I said, I'm really just trying to kind of really, really weed through my thoughts. And so please allow me and give me the space um, and, and the, um, the empathy to work through whatever I may be thinking. You know, I think I can see both sides, and I'm not really in favor of either side, because I, I I really feel that like I think there's a lack of humanity, a lack of re lack of recognition of the humanity of either side when you pick a side, and I don't want to just pick a side because you know because of my skin color, because of my experience. Well, I mean, I'm I'm picking a side because of my experiences, but I don't want to pick a side simply because you know. I have the same shade as somebody else. I want to be able to really critically think about things without feeling as though I have to pick a side or I have to have a certain opinion or have a certain stance because of whatever else, right? And so I think 
I think that, like, I can only really speak based on what I've seen. Obviously, I'm not a police officer. But, like, I, I think policing is a hard job. And it's dangerous. Like, I don't even know how, how um, especially black police officers are really able to reckon with their dual identities, you know, as, you know, a black person and also a police officer. That's, that must be really rough. And there have been police officers that have lost their lives simply re- responding to an incident um, and trying to protect people. You know, there have been situations where things have escalated and had there not been a police officer to kind of intervene, things may have been worse. And you're probably like, but girl, I mean, that's their job. They're police officers for a reason. So like, obviously, but not because it's their job. It doesn't make it make it their job any less dangerous. Like firefighters still go in every day to fight fires. Doesn't mean that their jobs are any less dangerous. Yes, they know what they signed up for. Yes, they know they can probably lose their lives. But like, it's still a dangerous job. But, you know, on the other side, I can kind of really see the fear that that some black people have, you know, just even being around police officers. You know, like, implicit bias is a thing, and, you know, we're not going to ignore ignore it. There's no doubt that in most of these situations that we have seen at least publicized in the media, um, things probably would have went completely, completely differently had it been a white woman or a white child or a white man. I think that the adultification of black children it's a major issue as well. You know, we just go around listing names of children, black children who have literally been killed. Um, these decisions that police officers have made that have literally just been made out of just very carelessly, I think. What it, it is literally just a child walking around, you know, with a hoodie and some skills in his pocket or, it's, you know, a child playing around with a toy gun. Like, how do you not, how do you mistake a toy gun for a real gun? I don't even know that how that even makes sense, but... But the reality is that Black people are viewed as being more aggressive to police officers. Um, and that even though police officers risk their lives every day on the job, that Black people risk their lives every day. I think both things can be true at the same time. That police officers, that there are police officers who do have good intentions, who do really want to, you know, serve and protect the community or whatever. But it doesn't really take away from the fact that, like, there are a lot of Black people who live in fear of the police, who are scared that, you know, that they might kind of be seen a certain way just because they fit a certain profile. And I think, like, like I know that we're kind of, you know, in a place where we're talking about police reform and defund the police, and some are saying abolish the police. Um, I guess my thoughts on reform, um, and I kind of struggle between these two contrasting, contradictory places of thought, thought I guess. Um, I, I think that trying to reform the police system is ridiculous because if we are really saying that that policing came from a, a place of, you know, discrimination and abuse and policing has always been corrupt, what are we really w- reforming? Like, what are we, what are we reforming? That, makes, that doesn't even make any sense, you know? We're coming, if we're talking about how like, the history of policing has really just at the core targeted Black people targeted Hispanic people and has always been, you know, abusive, extremely abusive, extremely discriminatory. What are we, what are we trying to reform? On the flip flip side, um, and kind of similar to the way I think about prisons, uh, prisons, I, I wonder what a world without police officers would look like. I think I'm kind of drawn probably from, from, from kind of Hobbes, you know, philosophy around society and just chaos and just they're kind of having to be like some type of government 
overarching government to kind of keep the people, you know, in line. I don't know. I, I really just don't know. You know, I don't know if we need, I don't know if them needs to be replaced or just like just abolished and, you know, another alternative needs to be built. And like, you know, I, I really just ask myself some of these questions like, would crime inc- increase without police? Would less lives, especially black lives, be lost? Would people be less protected, you know, or more protected? Or, you know, would we feel less safe or more safe? What does it really mean to reimagine life outside outside of the use and reliance on police officers and outside of our current law enforcement system? Like, what does that even look like? I I really don't know. So I think where I'm at right now, I guess, is, is that, like, I just, I don't know what the best thing is. I think I'm I'm more inclined to believe that abolishing the police might be a better better option. You know, I was reading this thing and it was saying that like the whole purpose of policing, like and what they actually do is misaligned. And even what we think they should be doing is misaligned. And so like I'm definitely kind of more leaning towards abolishing the police, but I'm also kind of like, but do we kind of need the police? Do we kind of need people kind of I think there should be some type of like some type of I don't know what's the word, like, something, some system or whatever to kind of make sure that people are safe, that there is, like, safety within communities. I think another question to really think about when it comes to whether or not we need police is, what can we do to target crime? If crime is the problem, if crime is the reason why we need police, police, if crime is the reason why we need prisons, how can we target crime? How can we get to the root problem instead of trying to, you know, change the way in which systems intersect? How about we just get to the root cause of the problem and start there? So I'm kind of like, I don't want, I'm, I'm kind of like in between-ish, like in the middle, uh, uh, kind of, sort of, I don't know. I, I really don't even know. I, you know, my ideas are constantly changing about this. I'm pretty sure like, in the next year or so, you're gonna ask me like, what do you think about policing? I'm gonna, probably gonna be like something completely different. And I think that's fine. Um, I don't think the purpose of this conversation is to come come up with you know solutions or or alternatives to policing, and I don't think we all need to have solutions or answers to have a productive conversation. But you know, I I enjoy being able to kind of talk through my thoughts without feeling as though like I have to kind of really confine my thinking to a certain way. I think it's it's really hard to kind of come to a place where you, where you can kind of really hear bo- both sides of the conversation. It's, it's it's hard for you to say, oh, you know, maybe 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 we do need police when you're just really riled up and just in such an emotional, fragile place that you can't hear anything without wanting to just really react in a very react in a very strong way. And so, you know, I would be more than willing to kind of have a conversation with people from both sides, really talk through my thoughts. And you know, I mean, if you have any thoughts on what I just said. If you have any strong opinions or even weak opinions, I have an open DM policy. So please feel free to DM me um, at miscellaneous underscore thoughts with an extra S. And I would love to continue this conversation with you if you're listening as well. But until then, uh, I'll see you guys next time. Bye.